Hey, so uh, I got an email this morning from uh, from Schedulicity, and um, we've all heard about uh, Schedulicity Pays, and, and we've heard about uh, Schedulicity Cares. Um, well, Schedulicity sent an email, and, and they're changing the game once again. And um, with the whole uh, coronavirus thing that's going on, we actually have the CEO of Schedulicity, Jerry Natuno, um, on the line now, and he's going to kind of uh, tell us uh, what Schedulicity is up to. So, Jerry, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Excited, as always, to uh, talk to you guys. Thanks, man. So, uh, just tell us what Schedule City is doing and 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 how uh, how they're helping out uh, Schedule City users. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, we're in some very challenging um, and unprecedented times, uncharted waters. Most people have never lived through anything like this, and um, I think even more incredible the fact that it's almost changing by the hour. Um, however. Um, as we um, are all going through these times and trying to figure out how we're going to navigate, uh, you know, through this, through the, the future to see what, as, as things unfold, um, you know, it became very apparent to us that some of the people most affected by this, uh, you know, um, this craziness are, are our people, right? Our business, because our businesses are people who make a living um, by providing services and teaching classes, mm-hmm. you know, hands on. Um, you know, human contact. And um, I started to hear this last week, some of the hardships that people were already facing, not the least of which was a phone call from my daughter, um, Lauren, who, you know, recently became, you know, an, an esthetician and started her career in October. She called me on Thursday and she's like, Dad, I don't know what to do. You know, half of my people canceled today at the last right. minute. And she was upset. She said, you know, uh, what do you think is going to happen, Dad? You know, remember, this is a 22, about to be 23-year-old um, young woman, and she's, you know, this is craziness to her. And so, you know, she said, Dad, I don't know what to do. If this happens, you know, I don't know if I can pay my rent. And that was really, I couldn't sleep the whole night trying to think about, you know, just knowing how, you know, our our community is being affected. And so I called together my leadership team um, the next morning, and I said, you know what I want to do? I want to I, w- I want to give Schedulicity to all of our users for free for the next three months. Um, tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me how we can make this happen. What can we do? And my entire team worked tirelessly, including Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, eleven people on the Zoom call at eight in the morning um, to figure out how we could get this happening. And so we basically have suspended charging any fee for the next three months for all of our businesses, um, you know, to just try and help people get through this time. Not only that, but we, 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 we turned it on. So, so they, they could go on and start turning on all kinds of things that they weren't using before, like automated marketing and things like that, you know, to try and help, Mm, um, with these times. Um, and so anyway, uh, we made the announcement this morning and, um, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, really positive um, response from people. And, you know, it's the least that, that we can do. Um, you know, I, I think I told you the very first time I met you that um, we're proud of our company. We're proud of what we do. But at the end of the day, we want to be, you know, we want to be judged by the impact that we have on people. And I just felt like in these, uh, you know, trying times, um, this is the least we could do. Well, you know, once again, i um well, thank you for that. And, and I'll say a big thank you from the industry and, you know, all those that uh, get to use Schedulicity. And um, 
you know, just, just Jared, just thank you. And, and, you know, you, you told me that you guys want to make an impact on people and, and you've done nothing, nothing but prove it, you know, every step of the way, or you know, every time you guys have a new initiative, it, it's how you can help the industry. And, you know, from the industry, from Tony and I, from, from our entire hairdistry team, thank you very much. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate it. We're always here for you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you in, uh, in person soon. See you soon, Jared. Thanks, bud. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tony. What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? So, um, you know, we, we've been talking about uh, during this whole Corona uh, COVID-19 thing that, that we were going to uh, just try to bring as much information and share as much information as we possibly could. We're, um, we're going to just release podcasts as we do them um, when we get to talk to the experts. And today, uh, it's no, uh, well, this podcast is no exception. We, we, we have another expert on the line. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, she, uh, she's a nurse. Uh, or former nurse, I, mm-hmm. she'll tell us whether she's still a nurse. But um, she knows. Is that uh, like being president though? Once you're a nurse, you're always a nurse. Yeah, that's true. Because once you're president, you're former president, right? Exactly. So, you, but anyway, she knows um, a thing or two about um, how to stay um, healthy, sanitized, and sanitized. Absolutely, right? brother. That's cool. So uh, today we're talking to uh, Leslie Rosti and Leslie Rostiman. <laughs> I like that. So we're talking to Leslie, and um, Leslie actually works for a company that every single person is very familiar with, and that's uh, Barberside. And, um, you know, all jokes aside, you know, I, we just wanted to bring on somebody from, you know, Barberside to kind of tell us the proper ways to sanitize and disinfect our, our, our utensils and whatever else we can do with the Barberside as far as that goes. Because we all use it, mm-hmm. right? And I, I just remember it from, mm-hmm. from school, like, you, you know, yeah. you were cracking jokes earlier. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm using it right. I just, you know, yeah, just, I, like, I don't know what the proper, like, uh, like, uh, like water to, to blue stuff mix, uh, you know, um, cap ratio is water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's cool. Okay. So well, let's go ahead and get in. So, uh, Miss Leslie Rosti from Barberside, welcome to your day off. Welcome. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Good, man. Hey, hey, thanks for making time with us. I know that like literally this is a 30 minute turnaround from the time we reached out to the time that you were able to jump on. So, you know, thank you for, uh, for, for pausing your life for us. Yep. No problem. It's been very, very busy as you might guess, but I, I, any way I can get out the most information that's correct to the most amount of people, I'm happy to do. It's pretty interesting. Like I know on Sunday and you have a stat to go with this, but I know on Sunday, you know, our feeds were covered with, um, with, uh, what is it like master, like certified, uh, f- with Barberside yep. or, or so Barberside certified. We have a Barberside certification course online. It takes about 40 minutes to do for the average person free of charge. And we normally get about 10,000 people go through it online a month. We had 10,000 people completed on Sunday alone. I think people are trying to sort of remind themselves what they learned in school, make sure they, what they learned was correct and that they're still doing it correctly. But also, you know, there's a certificate or certificate you can print out. And I think that people are wanting to be able to show their clients, hey, I went and did this. I'm really staying on top of this for your safety kind of a thing. So we got some big numbers posting on that certification. That, wow. I mean, that's, well, first off, let's, you're going to add one here. Yeah, I'm going to add two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first off, let's, let's applaud the industry for, for actually stepping up. I mean, if you did 10,000 on Sunday, that's 10,000 people are like, oh shit, I gotta get my stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I let's, so let's applaud the industry one, um, for that. So what, tell us uh, kind of, I mean, let's just kind of get into like uh, what's on the certification, what you'll, what you'll learn, what you'll need to know. So the certification is just sort of basic knowledge. It doesn't go into any like advanced anything. It's very, um, 
all the basics, but it's what you need to know today, right? The things you need to remind yourself of that you maybe learned in school. Um, the difference between cleaning and disinfecting, why we do it, how to use it properly. Um, like I said, the, the video itself or the PowerPoint itself only takes about 40 minutes. There is a quiz at the end to make sure that you understood everything that we taught you. One of the things we did want to offer to your listeners is um, we do have some sort of tchotchkes, if you will, that go with the program um, that we mail out to schools and other organizations that we speak to. Uh, a window cling you can put on your um, salon door that says that everybody in the salon is barbicide certified. Um, that may be important down the road that people feel safer when they come in. Mm -hmm. um, lapel pins that say you're barbicide certified. All of those things will work with you to try to get some of those uh, sort of outward statements of what you've done um, for your clients. But um, the most important things, the, the three things, I always call it the three C's. It'll make it easier for you guys to remember this. When you use a disinfectant, it has to be properly concentrated. So proper concentration, unless you're using something that is already concentrated, like um, clipper side on your clippers, for example, um, or a wipe. But for the most part, you're buying barbicide um, as a concentrate. So you want to always make sure it's properly concentrated. I will tell you, it is important to measure it. It's always important. It always has been. But right now, I want to, you to conserve your resources. Do not over concentrate. You want to have as much as you can because like every other thing right now that does disinfection, eventually we may run out or it may be difficult for you to get it where you're buying it. So measuring it is important. If you do not put enough disinfectant in, it's not in the water, it's not going to work. So don't waste your money. But don't put more than you need to. So the proper concentration for barbicide is two ounces and 32 ounces, which is the equivalent of a quarter of a cup or four tablespoons for the concentrate, if those are the measuring implements you have, and the water would be four cups of water. That's the, the measurement. So in, a, in a standard barberside bottle, is that four cups of water? That is a four cups of water in a standard jar, right? And then a quarter cup of uh, disinfectant in a standard jar. So you're going to... I mean, all jokes aside, do we, um, especially with the little bottle, do we know how many caps that is? So all jokes aside, I don't know how many caps are in a quarter of a cup or a tablespoon, but if I had to guess, there's probably about two caps in a tablespoon, so maybe eight caps, um, depending on how generous you are with pouring it. And that is a guess. Okay. <laughs> if somebody wants to do Fair the enough. math and email me, I'll put, post it up there. So, um, But just eyeballing it right now, chances are you're going to waste it. And because mm -hmm. it is going to become a, a really good resource for you, uh, if, you're, if you're able to stay open, I, I want you to have plenty of it. Um, the second C after concentration is contact time. That is probably the most important thing now that you might have forgotten when you were in school. How long does it take the chemical to work to kill everything on the label? So in my world, it's for barbicide immersion and barbicide spray. And for clipper side is a 10 minute contact time. So you clean your item. Um, once it's clean, then you either immerse it or you spray it and you wait a full 10 minutes. That 10 minutes was always important, but it's even more important now because that means everything on our label, we've proven that we kill it within those 10 minutes. And then our barbicide wipes are two minute contact time. So the first C is concentration. The second one is um, contact time. And then the third one is changing it. So that's the third C. The EPA requires you to make fresh disinfectant daily. Now, one of the things that might happen as people get more nervous about going to appointments is if you, normally do 10 clients a day and maybe you're down to two, which would be unfortunate, but they still want to come in. Maybe it's a day where you decide to use a spray bottle versus making up a whole container for immersion 
it would help you to spread out your concentrate, make it last a little bit longer. In that case, you would wash off your items, your combs, your shears, lay them on a towel, um, and then just spray them on both sides with spray, mixed up barbicide in a spray bottle, um, let them sit for the 10 minutes, and then you could use them. That would be a way to conserve your product. Okay, so I'm going to take my combs back to the shampoo basin. I'm going to run some warm water and uh, shampoo or soap over it, take it over, you know, on a, on a towel and spray both sides with it. And that's the same concentrate in the, uh, in the bottle as well. Yeah, you can put it in a bottle. And the nice thing about a spray bottle, because it's a closed container, you don't have to make it fresh every day. You can continue to use it till the spray bottle is empty. So that's why I'm saying it could be a way to conserve um, your product. But you need to make sure all the parts that are covered get saturated and stay visibly wet for 10 full minutes, which might mean coming back and spraying it again after a minute or two, depending where you're at. Hey, if we have like, like, you know, we do a lot of balayage in our salon. If we were to like uh, spray it and then put like some plastic uh, saran wrap over it to ensure that it stayed wet, would that work as well? Um, it should. It just has to be visibly wet for the full 10 minutes. Um, one, for example, um, our barbicide wipes, the number one complaint we get in the office that people call in and they say they're too wet, they're dripping all over. And I say it does that for a reason, right? Because it has to stay wet for two full minutes. So the more fluid I give you, and the less air gets to it, the longer it's going to stay wet. So that should work. Wow. So could, if, if I, can you use it to clean other things like surfaces or anything like that? So, yep. That's a really good question. So some of the things I've been talking to people about, if you're going to stay open during this business uh, during this time is a way to protect the people that come in and the people that work there is all of the surfaces that are common area surfaces, the reception area where people stand to make an appointment, or pay, or the phone that several people are answering, the computers. Um, take a, Just watch somebody walk in and see all the surfaces they touch. Hard, non-porous surfaces can be disinfected with all of our products. Soft surfaces, like um, towels and uh, most of your chairs, technically cannot be disinfected. That's not how the science works. Um, I have been telling people that you, know, you wanna be cautious with using disinfectants on soft surfaces, particularly particularly if your chairs are made of a uh, man-made that looks like leather or um, a lot of the chairs are made out of, because technically that can't be disinfected. And over time, disinfectants will cause that material to dry and crack. And so you don't want to ruin um, expensive chairs during this time frame. So what I would say to you is um, maybe offering to put a barrier between a client and a chair, put a towel over the armrest, put a towel for them to sit on. That's an idea that those then can go in the wash and get washed. Um, an idea about your linens, I know I'm just talking like crazy, stop me if you need me to, but about your linens, um, if you're washing your linens and you're wanting to use bleach, do not use hot water. Hot water causes bleach to separate and it won't disinfect. It's cold water and bleach to disinfect, hot water and bleach to get stains out. So if your desire is to use bleach in your washing machine, set your washing machine on cold, it will be the most effective. But the real killing comes in, in in the linen area in that dryer. Your dryer gets good and hot. And if you dry things until they are hot to the touch with no moisture left in them, um, you've done the best you can do um, with your linens. Okay, so you're saying do that. So you're saying, it, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying you have to use bleach. I'm, you know, but if that's your desire, use it with cold water. Okay. I thought you yeah. were saying I thought you were saying in the dryer is what is what would ruin that process. That, you're that's saying you so, want it really hot. In my own personal home. Yeah. I don't use any bleach. I wash everything on cold and I count on that dryer to do all the killing that I need done and, and my fabrics. Um, another place for them to think about if they're staying open is your point of sale. So if you have a 
iPad that people are signing or a place where they're putting their credit card in, for the time being, if you can turn that around and say, read me your credit card number and you can key it in as though somebody called in, for example. So now you're the only one touching your iPad or your phone and it makes it skip the signature place on that. So um, keying it in so that only you as the um, person who's accepting the payment is touching it. That's another way to safeguard people because you don't want to have to wipe it down after every single client, you're going to run out of wipes. Mm, that's great advice there too. Wow. That's fabulous. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, you know, I'm blown away by the, uh, by, I've never thought about using Barbicide like outside of the jar. Right. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love that we can use it even. Oh, so we can even wipe down our chairs and stuff, right? Yeah. You can but, wipe down your chairs. However, you need 10 minutes, right? You do need 10 minutes. So keep okay. in mind, anytime you're going to spray something, I would say if it's a large surface, like your back bar or your reception area, um, either use wipes or make up a bottle of spray, a barbicide, just regular concentrate in a spray bottle, spray it down, saturate that surface, let it sit for 10 minutes and then wipe it dry. Um, you know, I use it in my own home on my kitchen counter. So um, it, it, it's an effective way to use it on other surfaces. The handle to come in and out of your store, handles in and out of the, the restrooms, those kinds of things, that's an effective way to use it. But the wipes are two minutes. Wipes are two minutes. Yep. Oh, well, then that's that's it, right? So I guess the most important question is, is Barbicide a public company? I think we need to start investing. <laughs> it is not. I kind of wish we were right now. So I've been telling everyone to invest in companies that make lotion because all of us are going to have dry hands after all the hand washing. <laughs> that's it. You're 100% you're right. Or those alcohol, uh, those Barbicide alcohol uh, gels. You know, uh, Our hand sanitizer. Yeah, I will tell you one thing about that. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a nurse, so I always want to give everyone all the details. Um, there's a lot of people are having a hard time finding hand sanitizer. There's a lot of talk online about how to make homemade hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I want to make sure your audience is aware of is a lot of them are talking about using alcohol um, and getting as high of a concentration as you can. I even saw somebody on TV saying 99% alcohol. Remember that for alcohol to work, to kill things, it has to have water as a catalyst. So 70% alcohol is the gold standard for this kind of thing. You do not want to use 99% alcohol because it doesn't have enough water content in it for it to work effectively. So 60 to 70% alcohol, which is what we put in hand sanitizers, is the gold standard um, right about now. And what's, what's, and what's the concentration for like a, a isopropyl? So most of the stuff you're going to buy at the grocery store, or you know, at Walmart, whatever, isopropyl is going to be 70%. That's, 70%. that's common concentration you're going to see. But don't be going out there looking for higher alcohol content. 70% is really adequate. And, and then, it will do less damage to your skin and anything else you put it on. And then, um, you know, uh, uh, vodka or, or, or green alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like that'll work as well, correct? Well, remember that most alcohols like Tito's vodka is only 40% alcohol by volume. So it would be too low of an alcohol content. I guess if you got desperate, um, you, you know, then you could drink your hand sanitizer maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everclear, I do believe has a higher alcohol content that it may be too high. So I think that, um, I think that the proof is double the percentage, right? So like Tito's is 80 proof. So it would be, you know, 40% alcohol. 40% alcohol by volume. I do know Tito's only because People keep sending me this Tito's thing they've seen online. And even Tito says, don't use our, our vodka for that. Just drink it when you're sitting at home. So <laughs> drink it to forget your woes. Yeah. So, so what are, is, is there anything else we're missing in order to, to stay safe and 
So if you want to stay, okay, first off, I do know a lot of major companies. So if you are employed by a major chain, a lot of chain, chains are closing down. So that, that's, a, that's a done deal. There are several states that have closed all of their salons, um, barbershops, nails, everything. So if your state makes that decision, then you're, it's a done deal. If you are still in a place where you can be open and you desire to stay open, um, somebody asked me on a previous podcast, should we just recommend everyone shut down for a week? Look, if everyone would shut down for a week, that would be awesome. But just you, you, a lot of people can't. If you're trying to stay open, one of the things I would suggest to you is to stagger your appointments if you can. If you normally would have a nine o'clock appointment and a 9.30 appointment, try to make it a nine o'clock appointment and a 9.45 appointment. Give yourself time for one person to be gone before another person comes in. Give yourself time to do proper disinfection. If you have clients who are in the at-risk group, which I would bring down to the age of 60 or immunocompromised, um, offer to have them come in before you would normally, if you normally open at nine, offer to have them come in at eight or after you normally close so that there are fewer people they're gonna come into contact with. There are things you can do to mitigate the risk. Obviously the best thing is if we all just stayed at home, but that's not really an option for most people, so. I do know there are some people out there starting. I had a, uh, my husband has a, had a haircut appointment for this Friday and I called the uh, place where he gets his haircut and I said, I'm canceling his appointment, but I want to pay for the service over the phone because I know that we've already budgeted for that. There are a lot of communities um, sort of groundswell trying to do that for this community. So hopefully, um, you know, we can all weather the storm together, work together on this. Mm, Leslie, that's awesome. And that's very, very kind and very, very generous of you. Um, you know, thank you very much. Whoever was cutting his hair, you know, I'm sure they thank you and we thank you. Um, and, you know, I'll speak for the whole industry and just thank you for that as well. And, you know, thank you. Thank you, Barbicide, for kind of always being there, right, in, in these with these things. And yeah. I have a much better understanding. Oh, my gosh, I'm so embarrassed about how I've used Barbicide in the past. Oh, my you gosh. Know? Yeah, you know, it's totally. Like, I'm like, know? I'm like, yeah, capful. Okay. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um, and you know, for those, those people that are listening now, like, um, yeah, a barber side definitely wants to get those window clings out. I mean, I think it's, I think it's something that we promote as an industry. I think we say, Hey, we're, we're doing what we can do to do this. Um, Leslie, uh, FYI, I, uh, I, one thing that I've been considering doing in my business, cause Tony and I are both a uh, hairstylist, um, is to single book is to stop, is yeah. to stop double booking until we get through this, just so we have time Great to idea. be able to disinfect and, 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 and wipe down our utensils. Great idea. Hey, what, what, what does Barberside do for like boar bristle brushes? So boar bristle brushes are, are natural hair and that's a porous, as you know, boar bristle is a natural hair, a natural fiber and it's porous. So technically, it can't be disinfected, but what I will say, I would like you to try. Uh -huh. um, and I'm telling everybody this, remember that your any disinfectant that you're mixing up is 90% water. So if you wouldn't leave your bar bristle brush sitting in a tub of water overnight, don't leave it sitting in Barberside. Um, with your metals, we have a rust inhibitor in it, but still things should go in for the contact time of 10 minutes and come right out. That is important. I did want to also address hand washing because we've all been hearing about hand washing versus hand sanitizer. You know, if you, all of your states require some form of hand hygiene prior to doing a service. Most of them still require hand washing exclusively. Um, a few allow for hand sanitizers. If, but if you watch anything in the news media today, the CDC, the World Health Organization, everybody is saying hand washing because that is the gold standard. If you cannot wash your hands, if you're not in a situation where you can wash your hands, hand sanitizer really does fill in in the gap, but 
absolutely hand washing after you have eaten, after you have smoked both times when you would be touching your mouth or your face, um, and after you, you've used the restroom. Those are times hand washing is really the only thing you should be doing. Mm, that's awesome. Hey, does that, in, uh, does that include uh, shampooing? Uh, well, here's the interesting thing about hand washing. Every state would say to you, no, that doesn't count. But the reality about hand washing is it doesn't matter what's in the container that you're using, what kind of soap it is. I don't care if you're using Dawn dish washing liquid or shampoo, for example. What makes hand washing work, I always tell people in the washer and dryer, the wash machine where all the towels are going all together, that's pulling things off the towels and sending it down the drain. Hand washing is really no different. You get all those bubbles and you do this. And those bubbles all work together to pull things off of your hands and put them down the drain. And so, you know, technically the bubbles from shampoo in my mind are at least doing part of the job. Now, your state board isn't going to accept that as, you know, if an inspector walks in as I just washed my hands. But in this time, mm -hmm. when you've had your hands in the shampoo bowl with soap, look, that, that makes me feel better that you've done that. So... That's it. So we've yeah. been we've been washing our hands, you know, twelve times a day our entire careers. <laughs> <laughs> using oh, like, some of the hair and, little, and yeah, extra long, be like scrubbing their <laughs> using their hair to scrub yeah, it a little like, longer. Yeah, the hair works as like a little exfoliant. You yeah. Know. <laughs> that's wow. awesome. Well, that's next. I think Barbicide needs to come up with like a uh, like a Barbicide lotion, right? So uh, as we're drying yeah, our hands, would not but, be a bad idea because you know we can see that that's coming and. Speaking of things coming, I do think that, you know, two weeks from now, this whole world is going to look a little bit different. And maybe we revisit this topic two weeks from now and say, okay, you're ready to start welcoming the public back in, or whether it's in two weeks or in four weeks, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. How do we make people feel safe? What do we do now? How do I make my uh, stylist feel safe? How do I make the receptionist feel safe? But how do I make the community that I serve feel safe coming back into the salon? We accept that. We All accept right. that, you know, Leslie. You're awesome. Um, Excellent. That's really good information. And also, uh, by the time we get back in a couple of weeks about how to reopen your business, um, we should have some information about how to get those window clings and stuff. Um, you know, and, and whether you guys are just offering it or whether you're offering it to our listeners, I mean, we prefer that you just offer it to the entire industry as a whole, um, just so they have those window clings so, um, so everybody yep. can, um, you know. We so just they, really need to work on a mechanism same. to get mailing addresses. So that's going to be our biggest thing is how do we mail, how do we get them to you will be the biggest right. thing. But we'll work on it and make sure that you guys can post it up on uh, maybe one of your next podcasts. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. That'd be awesome. Um, Leslie, dude, thank you, man. Um, this is a wealth of information. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that we were able to make this happen. And once again, thank you for, um, yeah. for, uh, for taking some time off in your, uh, in your, in your busy life. I'm sure you're crazy busy right now as well. <laughs> it, it's uh, a little overwhelming. So we sell to 44 countries too. So it is 24 seven. So, um, but I didn't it, even know you could speak that many languages. Well, I don't, but, um, it's, it's been interesting, but what I will say is that if this makes everybody more vigilant going forward about what they already know, we should have been doing all along. Amen. Right. It's sure. the right thing. Yeah, that's yeah. it, man. Thank you for protecting the world. That's yeah. it. Uh, Leslie and Barbara side. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>